Ukraine is warily watching Russia's next military moves after Kremlin forces, forces captured a key eastern town, the first major advance for Russia and Ukraine in months. CNN's Nick Payton Walsh is on the ground for us in Ukraine. And a warning to our viewers, some viewers may find images in this report disturbing. A sight not seen for a while, a Russian flag going up over Ukraine. But Ukraine's withdrawal announced on Saturday from Avdivka means more than the loss of a town bitterly fought over since Russia first invaded a decade ago. It is perhaps the first sign a delay in US aid spells death and loss here. These images released of their last defences rushing into support. Under fire from a resurgent Russia who President Zelensky says sent seven Russian troops to die for every dead Ukrainian. This is what it was like in the basement, defending down to the last, treating the injured in the darkness, yet aware their options, their ammo, their chances were ebbing. Shelling, endless. It spoiled my drink, this soldier complains. A commander clear Monday why this happened. We didn't have enough people, he says. We didn't have enough shells. We didn't have enough possibilities to throw them back. Russia's Ministry of Defence released images of their final onslaught on that coke plant and what they claimed were the casualties inflicted on Ukrainians as they tried to flee in the dark. Other images and reports emerged Monday in Ukraine of the fate of their wounded, one of whom called home in his last moments. Allegations that, in the horrifying rubble here, both the wounded were left behind by Ukraine, but also shot dead in cold blood by Russian forces. Russian drone images of their spoils released, again displaying their odd pride over the rubble. Zelensky may have to get used to more of this. Putting on a brave face as he visited troops in the likely next Russian target, Kupiansk, just outside Kharkiv. Although there are different political sentiments in the world, he said, different flashes of problems that distract attention, we still, all together, do our utmost to have the world with us, with Ukraine. Words no longer enough, not in Avdivka, and certainly not in the West, where $60 billion in missing aid now means Putin can slowly edge further and further west. Wolf, important to remind viewers just in how incredibly real this all is, far away from what Vice President Kamala Harris at the weekend called the political gamesmanship over that $60 billion worth of aid here in Kherson, the southern city that was liberated from the Russians last year. Uh, it's dark every single night, light discipline because of Russian drones and shelling, and shelling that has been quite intense tonight. We heard what sounded like automatic gunfire towards the river just in the last few minutes or so. Ukrainians deeply concerned that Avdivka maybe one of many. You heard about Kubiansk there, where Zelensky was today in the south, Robotine, a village that was one rare gain of the summer counter-offensive. That's under Russian pressure, talk of pressure near Bakhmut, the last major town that Russia took in May of last year, and two other points along the eastern front too, also under Russian pressure. Deep concerns, we are beginning to see a slow change on the battlefield, a Russian resurgence in Ukraine. Finally, you heard there, less men, more noise in the distance here, less men, definitely less ammunition, and definitely concerned that that Western aid that kept them strong since the invasion may be coming to an end. Wolf? 
Nick Payton Walsh reporting from the battlefield in Ukraine for us. Stay safe over there. Thank you very much. Right now, I want to bring in CNN military analyst, retired Lieutenant General Mark Hurtling. General Hurtling, thanks so much for joining us. Ukraine now lost this city after holding out for a decade since Russia's first invasion going back. Just how significant, General, is this defeat? And how much is the shortage of U.S. military aid to Ukraine to blame? Wolf, as Nick just said, there are multiple towns that are being pressured by Russian soldiers against Ukraine defenses of Vika, Marenka, Kremina, Bakhmut, others that, that nicknamed. The Russians are attempting to put Ukraine on the defensive everywhere. They're attempting to mask, preventing them from conducting the defense because they don't have the supplies and the manpower and the equipment they need. They are spreading the Ukrainian lines very thin. All except Robotine, which is in the south, uh, that Nick mentioned, are in the western uh, part of, of the, the offensive belt. If they can get through that area and they are pressing hard, uh, Dnipro, which is a major city in the in the uh, western part of Ukraine, excuse me, the eastern part of Ukraine, is going to be threatened. And that's what's so salacious about this. Yeah, it's a serious situation. General, what's your message to House Republicans who are holding up more than $60 billion in potential Ukraine funding? Well, truthfully, Wolf, it's a couple of things. Short term, they are causing the increased death of Ukrainian soldiers and citizens. They are contributing that. They are increasing the destruction of Ukrainian infrastructure. Uh, there is the continual holding of Ukrainian citizens and children as hostages in, Rus in Russia while all this is going on. But it, as you said earlier in the show, it's an emboldening of Putin and Russian leaders. It has given Putin a second win. And if these funds are continued to be hold, uh, held by a Congress, it's going to contribute to a long-term increasing dangers to other countries in the Europe, and it's going to cause increased U U.S. defense spending eventually and potential conflict for U.S. soldiers. So, you know, this has been a conflict where Ukraine has upheld the, the, the sovereignty and the freedoms of the West by fighting hard. We should not let them down right now. And I implore uh, the, the Republicans in Congress to take a vote of which 70 percent or higher of American people's support to stand to continue to stand with Ukraine and get them the equipment and the and the ammunition that they need. They desperately need it right now. Retired Lieutenant General Mark Hurtling, thanks so much for joining us right now. I want to get reaction from the Ukrainian ambassador to the United States, Oksana Markarova. Ambassador, thank you so much for joining us at this critically important moment. How much momentum does Putin now have with this big win in Avdivka? Thank you, Wolf, for having me. Well, it's, uh, I wouldn't call it a win because they didn't take the city. They, they just destroyed the city as they do with all of our towns and cities uh, during this horrible, aggressive, genocidal war. And it was wise decision for our commanders to save the personnel, of course. But uh, as as uh, you rightfully said, and uh, your correspondent on the ground, uh, if six, eight months ago we were at least around the parity with the artillery shells, now the ratio is one to six at most. So um, uh, look, you know, nothing changed. Ukrainian people are as motivated. Our brave defenders are as brave. As we discussed with you in the studio previously a number of times, it's just a function of weapons. If we can have more weapons now, if we can double down on our efforts, 
not only we will continue holding the lines, we will continue liberating the land and freeing those Ukrainians who suffer as we speak because they are tortured and killed everywhere. But, um, you know, it is a pivotal moment and uh, we have to double down. We have to get more in order to be able to save lives. And frankly, not only for Ukraine, we have to be able to win. We cannot allow Putin to advance in Ukraine and advance in the minds of the people uh, in Russia and outside of Russia that autocracies are stronger than democracies. We should prove that we are stronger. So, so Ambassador, what is your message to House Republicans right now who are, ho who are holding up more than $60 billion in new U.S. military aid to your country? Do you blame them for these setbacks in Ukraine that we're seeing? Well, there is only one here to blame. It's Putin and Russians who started this aggressive war 10 years ago, exactly today, and who restarted it two years ago. And my message uh, to all Americans, whether Republican or Democrat, well, first of all, thank you. Thank you for standing with us all this very difficult two years. And the second message is, this is the time to stay the course. This is the time to double down. Look, everything you helped us with during the two years really worked. We liberated 50% of the territories. We liberated the Black Sea. We are moving ahead in rebuilding Ukraine and we can do it together. When something works, you don't change it. You just do more of it. And it's time to actually provide us with more help, which we use very transparently and very efficiently, and which will bring peace closer and which will allow all of us to stop Putin while it's still in Ukraine and not to allow him to start and spread this war where Ukrainian, uh, not only Ukrainian, but American soldiers will have to fight defending the NATO allies. We still are not asking the boots on the ground. We only ask for weapons and financial resources in order to fight an enemy who 70% of Americans consider either an enemy, Russian country or unfriendly country. So I, I, I know that American people support us we just have to start taking the decisions and and uh, and win. It's a critically important moment right now. Ambassador Oksana Markarova, thanks as usual for joining us. Good luck to you. Good luck to all the people of Ukraine. God bless you, Will.